grateful to have this time with you. It's time of surrender. It's time of opening our hearts to you. Please continue to pour your grace within us and help us to see you as you truly are, to know your love for us. That you would see, um, help us to see ourselves as you see us. That our identity comes from your love. We ask that you would continue to help us to have the strength and um, the desire just to be with you in silence each day. That we would continue to remember your words and trust in them. Come to me all you who labor and are burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am meek and humble of heart, and you will find rest for yourself. Jesus, give us the grace this Lent to be more and more childlike, to receive all the graces that you have won for us from your cross. Blessed Mother, please continue to be with us, protecting us and guiding us, making this prayer perfect, and drawing us deep into the heart of your Son and uh, into the love of the Father and the Holy Spirit. As we pray, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death, Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So in this final talk, uh, right before lunch, um, and um, we'll try to keep this one a little bit shorter because I know what would be on my mind if I was you right now. Um, we're going to talk about some of the practicals of what does it look like to place our focus um, on God? What does prayer practically look like? And um, there's a concept uh, that I heard a while back uh, from a, a priest, and he talked about mind blindness. And mind blindness, he said, uh, it happens um, with a, um, in child development when a kid is a certain age, and I can't remember whether he said two years old or three years old, somewhere around there. Um, before that time, their brain hasn't developed and they think that their thoughts are the same as their parents' thoughts, or vice versa, their parents' thoughts are exactly their own thoughts. There's no separation, right? So you have um, you know, a little uh, kid uh, who's just losing it and freaking out and crying and yelling and screaming, you know, and mom's saying, just use your words, right? And the kid, is thinking, apparently, um, your thoughts are my thoughts. Why don't you just know, right? And projecting that onto the parent. Um, uh, and he called this mind blindness. And he said in the spiritual life, in my experience, is this is totally true. In the spiritual life, oftentimes we do this to God. We think God's thoughts are our thoughts. And we project onto God, this is how we think that he sees us. Uh, which is not a great thing, being weak and limited and sinful human beings. 
with Satan oftentimes in our ears saying God is disappointed and uh, he's ashamed of you, you know, because of that pride, right? If we're projecting that onto God, if that's how the Father truly sees us, we're in trouble, right? But here's the beautiful, good news. It's not how the Father sees us. Um, we fall into mind blindness. The Father um, sees, he tells us in Scripture, completely different than we do. The Father's perfect love. Um, and so what does it look like to be pulled out of mind blindness? What does it look like to actually be able to receive how the Father sees us? And so I wanted just to give a, a few practical things that have helped me over the years, and maybe it resonates with you uh, as well. Um, but one of the powerful things um, uh, is gratitude. And, you know, it's interesting when I reflect on gratitude. Um, I've never met a grateful person who's unhappy. And I've never met an unhappy person who's grateful. Gratitude is powerful. And gratitude, um, in gratitude, we simply recognize the good things in our life. And we shift the focus off of ourselves and on to God. Um, it's prayer. Gratitude is prayer. Um, and uh, St. Catherine of Siena said once that God is a lot closer to us than we realize. A lot of the times when we don't hear his voice, it's because he's so close. Um, it's, it's tough sometimes uh, for us as human beings, right, to hear the voice of the Father because we're you uh, used to having to speak or having someone else speak because we're two different beings, right? And we're different from God, but God is within us. God's already within us. Um, and um, uh, uh, hearing the voice of God um, is, um, uh, it's a lot closer to us. He's a lot closer to us um, than, than the voice of somebody outside of us. In gratitude, it helps us to find God already with us in the everydayness of our lives. And so um, uh, something that, that may be helpful over Lent is to start a gratitude journal. And each day, writing down two or three things um, that you're most grateful for about that day or the day before. And gratitude, um, we want to avoid some pitfalls. We can't write the same thing each day. It has to be specific. Because each day if I say, you know, I'm grateful for um, uh, my family, and I'm grateful for um, uh, um, you know, being able to spend time with them. The first day, you know, our heart may be moved, but the second day, if we're using that, um, then... Um, uh, you know, it's not going to do much in the third day. We're saying this isn't working, right? But if we're specific, and if we say, okay, I love spending time with my family, and this specifically is what we did yesterday. And this is specifically what we did today. The more specific that we are, the more that gratitude is going to take hold. 
And, um, um, and so with gratitude, you know, thinking of two or three things that we love, it can be a helpful thing to be able to drill into the experience and to get to the heart of what the gift is that God is giving us. So let's say, for example, um, you know, something that I've recently loved uh, um, was um, just spending time uh, with uh, Father Clark and some friends last night. Um, and so I would write that down in my gratitude journal. journal I, I'm not a journaler. Maybe you guys enjoy writing. I don't. And so for me, a gratitude journal is bullet points, right? Or I'm even picking up my phone. And do you guys know phones have a prayer mode, a built-in prayer mode? It looks like an airplane. Right? You flip that on and you go into prayer mode, right? Rising into the heavens with God. So I pull up my phone, put it on prayer mode, and then I'm writing the bullets in my phone even. Right? Um, so it doesn't have to be elaborate journaling, but I would write down spending time, you know, just with awesome people last night. And it's specific, right? Last night, and it's specific, these people. And we did this. And then I would go into drilling down into that and ask myself a couple times, what was it that I loved about that? Okay, what was it that I loved about that? I was with them last night. And um, I just loved being um, uh, um, in, the, in the presence of, in relationship with um, people who have a love for God and a love for doing His will um, and are, are just motivated and, you know, making a difference just really fun to be around people like that. So I would bullet point that down. And okay, what was it that I loved about that? Oh, okay, a little bit deeper. What is it that I love about being around, you know, people who are truly motivated? And, you know, if I'm honest with myself, it's just this sense of belonging and the sense of connection and uh, just a, a joy and um, being motivated in my own life. Um, you know, and so we start to drill down into the heart of what it was, right? And I want to take my thoughts and I want to move that into prayer. I go from thinking to praying. And so Jesus, Father, you're right here with me. And for me, it's very helpful to think of the wounds in Jesus' hands and his feet and his heart. Jesus, you're right here. And I remember you're the one who won that gift for me. Jesus, it was just really fun. I'm so grateful. I remember how close you are. I remember how much I'm loved by you. 
I just wanted to take a moment to tell you thank you. And then it's just having, um, you know, a time of just being with Jesus. Um, to my experience, even when I'm going through something that's really tough, even when I'm going through something that's bringing suffering, if I can remember to start off my time in silence in that place of gratitude, I remember who Jesus is. It breaks me out of my mind blindness and here's who he is. He's the one who loves me. He's the one who's close to me. And it's not shoving under the carpet the tough things that are going on. But if I start there, then I can bring him the tough things. Jesus, honestly, I'm so frustrated. It's just a mountain of work. And I don't know how I'm going to get everything done. You know, and this person is asking for more. And I'm so frustrated. But Jesus, I remember who you are. And you're the one who loves me and is close to me. So Jesus, I invite you into the frustration. Gratitude and honesty, I've found, are so powerful for breaking through mind blindness. And honesty, Jesus, honestly, here's my heart. If I start with the honesty first, I'm so frustrated. And this, you know, person is pulling on me or whatever it is, right? I'm so frustrated, you know, and if, if I drill down into that, there's shame. Um, I'm not enough and I'm not good enough and, you know, I'm failing again, right? If I get, if I start there, it never, my, my mind blindness remains, right? And I'm projecting on a Jesus, you're the one who's disappointed in me. I stay in mind blindness and there's no prayer there. It's just me thinking and dwelling and stewing. It's self-reliance, M-I-R. But starting off with gratitude, my thought, thoughts shift and I find Jesus and remembering to be thankful for all the good that's always there. Then it becomes prayer and inviting Jesus into the frustrations. And then he can work on my heart. Um, gratitude and honesty, and always starting with gratitude, um, is something that may be um, uh, helpful for you as well as it has been for me uh, over this Lent. Um, moving from self reliance and mind blindness to R I M, God, this is who you are, your infinite love, and my identity is in you. Um, I had the chance to go through uh, IPF, the Institute for Priestly Formation. It's kind of, kind of like band camp for priests. And um, when we were there, uh, they gave us these five keys. And, um, uh, you know, maybe these are some, something that you've already thought about, but um, scripture passage is the first key, passage. And then place, posture, presence, place, posture, presence, and then back to passage. Um, scripture, passage, scripture, 
is beautiful and that it is God's word to us. And so if we're caught in mind blindness and we're projecting our thoughts onto God, falling into the trap that his thoughts are my thoughts, Scripture, it's the word of God, it's God speaking into our life and it shatters mind blindness. So if we start with Scripture, we're starting with the word of God. And so how do we know, you know, if we're, we're going to use Scripture, how do we know where to start? Um, for me as a priest, it's very practical uh, to do the Scripture readings of the day. Um, you know, I'm going to have to preach about it, so there's a little bit of extra motivation for me, right? Um, but for me, starting off with the Scripture of the day, and it helps me to follow the, the wisdom of the church. So if you've never used Scripture to pray, um, IPF would say, um, and they're completely right, um, prayer, that time in silence, that 15 minutes a day, it should always involve Scripture. Because the Word of God breaks through our mind blindness. And maybe it's the readings from the Word of the, uh, uh, the, um, the readings from that day of Mass. But it can be really powerful, I found, um, um, when I'm on retreats and I don't have the obligation of preaching, um, to pick one of the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, and just work, work through from the beginning to the end. And I'm not in a hurry. You know, if chapter one captures me for the whole retreat, great, I'll stay there. But if uh, you've never been through one of the Gospels just reading from front, front to back, that could be a really, really cool Lenten thing to do. In your 15 minutes in silence and prayer, just to pick one of the Gospels um, and just begin reading through. So it's starting off with that passage of Scripture. And um, I'll spend a little bit of uh, time here at the end talking about um, uh, some helps in staying with that Scripture. But the second uh, P is uh, um, place. Um, so where is it that we have our prayer? And um, finding a, um, a private spot um, where we can be alone with God. And, you know, so sometimes it can be uh, in church. And I find it's something that's really helpful for me um, because I can be distra distracted really easily. If I walk through the doors of the church, you know, I have all of this, and I, I can't wait for the renovations here at St. Peter's, and just beautiful things to look at when we're in church and our um, uh, focus is pulled to Jesus in the Eucharist, right? But sometimes that place, um, uh, it's more um, um, practical for us to pray at home. Is there a place at home where you can just be with God in silence and away from distraction? Right? Putting the phone on prayer mode. God's big enough, right? He can take care of the problems um, in, in the world for 15 minutes, right? We can put the, the phone on prayer mode for 15 minutes and trust. Father, I'm going to place this in your hands. If something important comes up, please take care of it, right? The Father's completely capable of doing that for us. 15 minutes in silence, protected silence and in a place where we can just be with him. 
Um, at my house, um, I have a recliner, and there's a painting uh, of Jesus carrying his cross. Um, and it's a painting that it just, um, it allows me just to be with Jesus, and his eyes are turned towards the Father, and there's so much love that's there. And for me, that's my place. When I'm there looking at that picture, my mind goes to Jesus, pulled out of that mind blindness. And do you have a place where your thoughts can turn to Jesus? Um, the next P is posture. And, you know, sometimes um, we, we can think, okay, I have to be on my knees, right? And, of course, there's beautiful things about being on our knees in the presence of Jesus and our body language means something. But we do not have to be on our knees to pray. Sometimes our best prayer is in the sunroom, in the comfortable chair, with a cup of coffee in our hand, right? Um, that gets me out of bed in the morning, knowing that I can have a cup of coffee, right, with my prayer. Um, in that posture, we can be seated. Uh, St. Ignatius used to write that his favorite posture was lying down, prostrate, which is great for St. Ignatius. It's not great for Father Holdren. Um, uh, you know, for me, posture sometimes, it's walking. And that's where I can focus best on Jesus as I'm praying my rosary and as I'm thinking about the day and wanting to bring things to him. Posture for me, sometimes it's walking and I can be in silence in the church in Bellwood, and just walk and be with God? What posture is best for you just to have your focus shifted and being on God? Um, the next uh, P is presence. And it's just recognizing, God, you are present with me here. God, I remember. In this place, as I'm comfortable, in this posture, Jesus, you're present with me here. And that can be a time for gratitude, being pulled out of that mind blindness. But Jesus, I remember your wounds. Or I look upon your cross. Or I look at my favorite image. And Jesus, truly, you're here with me. You're present with me here. And then it's going back to that passage of Scripture, going back to that Scripture verse, and just being there and allowing God, to break through our mind blindness with his words of love for us. Um, and finally, um, when we're with Scripture, uh, here's something that has been a big help for me um, over the years. Um, there's an acronym, A-R-R-R. -R -R. Um, so, yeah, if you are a person who loves acronyms, you've probably enjoyed this morning. A-R-R-R. <laughs> um, um, the A is awareness. First R is relate. The second is receive. And the third, respond. Acknowledge slash aware. Relate, receive, respond. Okay, so um, if we're in Scripture and we're reading the passage of Scripture, 
Um, the seminarians uh, at Mundelein Seminary call, call this praying like a pirate. Arr. Um, uh, I'm acknowledging as I'm reading through the scripture verse, what is it that's moving within me? And I find it's really helpful to pay attention to emotions, thoughts, desire. Emotions, thought, desire. As I'm reading through this passage, what are the emotions that I'm experiencing? What are the thoughts that are causing those emotions? And most importantly, what's the desire that's underneath? And so we can you know, focus on the scripture that we uh, have been looking at today. Um, Blessed are you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, for what you have hidden from the wise and the learned you revealed to the childlike. Everything has been given over to me by my Father. Come to me, all you who labor and are burdened, and I'll give you rest. Just being aware, what's the emotion that you experience with that scripture passage today? Or anything in these talks, what are the emotions that you've experienced? And sometimes it's a peacefulness and a joy. Sometimes there's an excitement. Sometimes it's the experience of a greater anxiety or a fear or a frustration. Just being very honest, as we go through Scripture, what are the emotions that our heart is experiencing? And then we ask ourselves, okay, what's the thought that's causing it? You know, so maybe I'm going through the Scripture and I'm um, hearing the words of Jesus um, uh, Father, you have revealed these things to the little ones, you know, and there's an emotion in my heart and there's a frustration. And I ask myself, what's causing the frustration? Um, and it's this sense of, um, uh, um, it's going to take a lot of work to do this. And I don't have a lot of time. And okay, what's my desire? Okay, my desire is I just want to do things more with the Father. I, I want to be with Him more. There's the desire. Okay, and then I move into the first R, relate. Um, so going from thinking to praying, shifting my focus off of myself and onto God, relate is very, very simply putting the name of Jesus right at the beginning of my thoughts, feelings, and desires. Jesus, I feel frustrated. Jesus, I'm being hard on myself. Jesus, what I really want is a greater union with the Father. Um, it's relating those desires. Um, and then receiving. And I find... Um, even, you know, looking at my watch and giving myself at least one minute just to be in silence with God. And how often do we do that? You know, oftentimes we're racing and we stay in our own thoughts and we're not receiving from God. Um, we're in that place of self-reliance. But with our focus on the Father, if we're giving ourselves that time in silence just to be, right? And I can focus on the wounds of Jesus, and Jesus, I remember that you're right here. 
Jesus, I've started off with gratitude and I remember you're close to me. And Jesus, honestly, here's my desire and I just want to be with the Father. Jesus, I invite you into this frustration. Please free me, right? And I just have this time of being with Jesus and experiencing and honesty and childlike honesty, those things. And I, I have never moved out of that prayer um, um, without uh, um, uh, experiencing the change of having the frustration or the anxiety begin to be lifted. And maybe it takes, you know, a number of days for that to be completely gone, but it's Jesus fulfilling his promise, come to me, all you who labor and are burdened, and I will give you rest. And then the final R, responding, I can take that prayer with me into the day. So I'm going through different things, and, you know, as I'm um, teaching at the school, or, you know, in the afternoon when I'm trying to get the office things done or whatever it is, it's coming back to me. Father, I just want to do this with you. Jesus, please help me to receive these gifts from the Father. Right? And it's responding, just living out of that time of prayer. And so um, uh, um, we'll just continue to ask uh, Jesus for the graces uh, to um, be drawn into this season of Lent. And um, I'll end uh, um, with um, uh, just a quick prayer, and then I'll go uh, to the back, and we'll have benediction, and we can go to lunch. Jesus, as we're here, remembering you, remembering the wounds in your hands, in your feet, in your side. Remembering your ocean of love. Please give us a great desire to be with you in these days during life. In prayer, allowing you to break through our mind blindness and revealing your heart to us in all the different ways that you want to make us free all the different ways that you want to give us rest. And revealing your heart to us and all the different ways that you want to make us free. All the different ways that you want to give us rest. Thank you for listening to this great content from St. Peter Catholic Church. For more content, for other talks, for more information, please visit St. Peter Catholic Church, Lincoln, Nebraska, on Apple iTunes or on Podbean, and at our parish website, stpeterlincoln.com. God bless you.